that were wondering where I had got my macho skills <laughs> on the field. And my parents brought this this week, and I said, I got to show that. <laughs> and, uh, and they encouraged me to do so. So if you didn't like it, you just talk to mom and dad. <laughs> and <laughs> they're proud of Benji. <laughs> How about that? You know, I was called Benji until uh, uh, sixth grade. And I ended up graduating high school. One friend of mine still called me Benji, but the rest of people called me Ben. And so I don't want to give any in, in, inclination that that's okay, <laughs> okay? That's not okay to call me Benji uh, anymore. Oh, bless the Lord. Well, thank you for being here this morning. We're so glad that you're here. I want to encourage you, uh, uh, families, we've got lots of pictures uh, that, are, uh, that are here. I want to encourage you to come up and check some of these pictures out. But there are several families that still have forgotten or are waiting till the end, I don't know, uh, to, to put up some pictures. We've been praying over these pictures and just uh, asking God to, uh, to bless your family. But more importantly, well, not more importantly, but uh, on the last Sunday of our series, Family Matters, we're going to do a family uh, prize pack giveaway. And the only families that will be eligible are those families that have a pitcher or two or three or four or five, up to five pitchers, five chances your family can have uh, for this family prize pack. And it'll be a prize pack that you will want. I'm sure of that. And uh, we want to encourage you to do that. Also in the bulletin, I missed one thing my wonderful wife said. Don't forget, there's a ladies Christmas ornament exchange. Um, early in December, and we want to make sure, ladies, that you're aware of that. And I think there's a flyer in the bulletin there. Put it on your calendar. Make it a priority, and uh, that'll be a lot of fun. All right, for those of you that have been with us, we are, have been studying this idea that family matters. Family matters it, two different ways there. First of all, that family matters to God, amen? God, he values family. But then second, that that family matters, that the reality is that there's a common struggle. There are, there are pressures and there's, there's hardships that come with families. And, and raising a family is not easy. But I want you to know that in this series, that even though we understand that there's a common struggle, there is opportunity to be victorious in our families. We can break the pattern of sin that may be in our families. We can uh, have a good outlook, uh, even though the struggle. What I don't want you to say is uh, to, to, be, to come and to say, well, there's this common struggle. Boy, I'm, I'm normal. I must be okay and be satisfied where you are. I don't want any of us to be satisfied where we are, but to be pressing on toward everything that God has for us. But that takes some work, and so we've been talking about that. Week one, we talked about the differences between men and women. I'm sorry, we talked about the importance of a man and woman uh, in a family. That before we uh, address the kids, which in the next few weeks we'll look at that, but before that, we, we, the marriage union is so important to protect and to foster and to, to help. Marriage is worth fighting for. And I want to encourage those marriages that, that may be on the rocks this morning, or maybe you're in a situation where your mar marriage is, is over, and it, I, want you, I want you to know that God still has a plan. God has a great plan for your life. And as we continue to, to foster those things, and I want to, to encourage you there. The second week, we talked about the role of a man, looking at the idea that the best chance for success in a family is it starts with a godly man. We were able to share a similar story yesterday at uh, Teen Challenge. 
And I encourage the men there, like I encourage uh, the men here, to write in your Bible, I choose to be a man of God, and then to sign it and date it. And you can come back to that moment saying, you know, I drew a line in the sand, and uh, from this day forward, I am choosing to do that. I choose to be a man of God. Well, today we're going to look at the role of a woman in a family. And, uh, and a, a woman as a home builder, a woman as a, a woman of God. And just like the other week, so I wanna pr- I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will speak to hearts and mind. Obviously, there's, we're not all women here. In fact, I'm not a woman here. And, uh, but, but I'm praying that God will speak to men and women alike this morning. That God would speak to singles as well as those that are married. That God would speak to those that are divorced as well as those that are engaged. Or speak to those that may be widowed or uh, those that are younger among us, teenagers. That God would have a word for each and every one of us. And we've been praying and asking God to help us in this service. And I've, I've asked my mom, Judy Vay, to help me this morning. And so, Mom, I'm going to introduce you. Uh, come on up. I wanna, uh, want the people to know a little bit about you. Um, this is my mom. She stands six foot two tall, and, uh, and I, which I love. And, uh, and so I, when I'm around her, I feel like I'm a normal guy, normal size. And, uh, but my mom, um, so there are some things about my mom that I just love. My mom is generous. She's giving. She's very thoughtful. And, uh, and she's a great cook. In fact, it took Jessica several years to figure out all the meals that my mom made. And now I've, I'm eating just well. If you would have met me early in, my, in our marriage, I was uh, dwindling away. <laughs> I remember one time Jessica made a meal that was so good. No, I'm careful. All right, let's keep on going on. Back to my mom. Thank you. Thank you. Don't call me Benji, though. All right. All right, well, anyway, my mom is here, and, and she's got a heart up for God. My mom and dad, they work together. They're retired, but they are full-time uh, or part-time missionaries, uh, full-time grandparents, and uh, they travel all across the world, and they got a really cool story. But, but mom, why don't you greet the Gateway Church this morning? All right. Um, you mothers especially, you'll understand this coming from a mom's heart, that I had such a tickle a couple days ago. When Ben says to me, Mom, um, this week at church is going to be um, talking about I, um, ladies, like women, you know, and that. Last week I did men and that, and I can understand that. But, uh, Mom, I just I really don't know what goes on in a woman's heart or in her life and that. I'm just not a good woman. <laughs> and I go, I'm glad that you're not a good woman. That's, I'm proud of you, son. But we can all get in touch with our feminine side this morning. <laughs> So I was just tickled when he, when he asked me and just said, you know, would you just share a little bit of your story? You know, um, you've been there, you've done that, yeah. um, you've been through um, many, many years. And I said, thanks. <laughs> many, many more to come in that. Yeah. And it was really interesting this morning in, during worship that, uh, where's the guy who leads worship? Where is he? Matt. Matty. Thank you. But you have, you have no idea on the one song that you picked. Um, how special it was for me. Remember your people. Mm. Remember your children. Mm. Remember the promise of God. Mm. Because I sat right there this morning, and I've only had this happen two times in my life. And one was this summer when we were in Peru and working with the team in Peru. And during a worship time that God, it wasn't the same song, 
but brought the very same thought to remember, remember, remember. And what he just brought to my mind was when I was five years old, Ben says, Mom, don't start at your birth. I said, where do you want me to start? He said, don't start at your birth, for goodness <laughs> sakes. So we're going to jump to five years old. Okay. I remember in my mind, just as though it happened right now, walking down the aisle in First Assembly of God in Phoenix, Arizona, hmm. and walking down and accepting Jesus as my Savior at the Praise altar. God. I remember that as though it had just happened yesterday. And so the cool thing about that is the person, who, I, I mean, I was re received the baptism at the very same time, hmm. five years old, and who would have known in future years that the person who prayed with me would be my, eventually be my mother-in-law. So how special is that? Wow. And God just, during that song, just saying, remember, 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 remember the days gone past. Tell them of my faithfulness. Yeah, yeah. So I remembered that, that flashes in my mind. Then I went to my, uh, my senior high, junior high years, and I remember in that church coming down and my pew, I called it my pew at mm. the altar time. And I remember lingering and mm -hmm. lingering at the altar. I used to get more trouble from my family because there's seven of us kids in the family. Because Judy, now remember, when we go to, to church tonight, we have school tomorrow, yep. and everybody's got to get up early, and we got lunches to make, we've got our homework, it's not all done in that. So Judy, please remember that we want to leave right after the service. But God took me to my pew. It was my pew, and that's where I wept and yep. wept and wept, and I couldn't leave it. It was the weirdest thing. It was just like, I know I'm going to be in trouble, God, but what in the world? And I, this is so funny. This morning I was thinking, remembering again. I remember praying, God, if you would ever have me be a missionary, God, please never send me to Africa, please. <laughs> and I would weep. I'll go anywhere but Africa. Now we've been to Africa multiple, multiple times, oh, you know. Yeah. But, I, but sitting there, I remembered. And God took me back to before we were ever married, and as a young girl, so you'll relate young, young ladies to this, of a time when my heart was so looking for a mate, you know, and just looking who, who does God have for me special and that. And then, uh, thank God I found, found Dan, thank God. Then we went multiple times to marriage counseling and I remember, as I'm sitting here again this morning, sitting in front and of learning and just tell me this. I was, we were so young. And I just said, I want to remember. I want to remember. I want to remember back to those days. I'm going to take you into a very um, important time right now that, that we don't share with everybody. But God told me to tell you this. And so that I would remember, because it's going to relate to everything that we have to, to say today regarding being a woman of God, I'm going to take you to our actual wedding day. And I'm going to take you to a prophecy that was given over us on our wedding day. And I'm going to, and what I did before, and God, and I would encourage you moms, as you go through things in your lives, to write things down.
and so that you can go back in later years and you can remember, you can remember exactly what took place in those lives because at those times it's going to help you through the rest of your life. So I'm going to take you to, to our wedding day. This has now been 37 and a half years ago. And the reason that I want you to hear it is because there's so many parts in there that are going to relate to what we have to say today. After Dan had just sung a song to me, which was so very special, and um, then the minister who married us, he gave a prophetic word, and this is the prophetic word, and I wrote this down years ago, and I was telling Ben last night, the reason I wrote it down is because I have been back to this throughout my life many, 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 many times, and I know in the rest of my life also I'm going to come back to this. The Lord bless you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord grant you an increase in your heart. The Lord grant you a river of joy within that your lives will be as a well-watered garden before the Lord. And in the day when their hearts are troubled, and so many times I've come back to this in our lives, when our hearts have been troubled, as a mom, the difficult things we go through. Then shall the Lord undergird you, and he himself shall be your comfort. You shall not look to the arm of flesh for your help, but you shall know for surety that the Lord himself will undergird you with his everlasting arms, and so shall the Lord bless thee in thy going out and coming in, and he shall make thy life be fruitful and abundant, and your ministry will be to others. Yea, many shall come, and they shall drink at your well, and they shall be satisfied, and they shall delight themselves in the blessings of the Lord thy God upon thy life. And so shall the Lord keep thee from the evil one, he shall overshadow thee with thy presence, and underneath his wings you shall abide. Mm -hmm. The Lord said to me today, tell them of your beginnings. Because mm -hmm. the times, the multiple times that we've gone back, and where I have lingered and lingered and gone back, Lord, in these times, you are going to be the one who are going to help us. Amen. You see, as a Christian mom, my job, I thought... God spoke to me years ago, was to be a home builder. God lays the foundation in a home. But then God spoke to me years ago, and maybe it's because my dad is a builder by profession. And I probably got some of that in me, inbred in me, just to, um, from him. But he would always talk about building homes and, and the steps that he would go through. And as a child, I remember that I would sit there and I would listen to him. And I would think, wow, man, there's a lot of steps. That's a lot of work. A house doesn't go, just doesn't go up in a day. And I, and, I, and I would contemplate that. My sister and I, we'd talk about this all the time when we were growing up as kids and that. And so what I remembered is that as a child, then when I got into my years of being a mom in my house, I would, God brought me back to that, about the, the um, home building. 
and he had me relate it to my own life as being a mom with my own children and the importance that he was the foundation in this home, but that I was the one and my main job was to build walls in my home. Because my dad would say, oh, how important, Judy, this wall has to go here and has to have supports here, and you've got to do this. You've got to put this here, and otherwise the house is going to crash. You're not going to have anything, and you've got to do this, and you've, you've got to get this in properly in that. And then so for over the years, my job was working on, I was in the process of growing Christian men and women. Mm -hmm. And I think about the mothers in here. I think about um, Julie with her, her little tiny one. And she's the only one I really know right now about who has the, the little tiny ones. And uh, about those years just of being so busy, of being so tired, and of, and of just wondering and waiting for Daddy to get home so he could take over his job and just let me whew, breathe and that. But I promise you, your, your days of being a small mother or a mother of small children are so small in time and are just so, they go so rapidly in that. So God took us into, into our um, time as being uh, home builders. Cool. Mom, one of the reasons I wanted to have you share this morning is because God did put this desire uh, to be different. Uh, in your heart and in your life. And I remember growing up on multiple occasions, you and dad sharing that uh, you guys made some commitments at, when you guys first got married uh, to, to live a, a life that was different than from the direction that society was going. And uh, part of that, I'll just tell you, I hated as a kid, right? But there were other parts that I enjoyed and I look back now saying, man, what a, what a blessing. But uh, tell us a little bit about your growing up, because your growing up, uh, and I know, uh, I know it was it was different. And you said, "Hey, I we're not going to have the same sort of relationship, or same sort of family." So so let's let's start talk a little bit about that um, growing up days for you. Okay, I did. Uh, Dan came from four generations of Christian home. I came from three generations of Christian home. However. As we all know, that is not, it, just because it's a Christian home, that does, doesn't mean that, that you don't have problems, you don't have struggles in your life. Mm -hmm. And so in my own life, with seven kids that were involved there, my parents, when I was 13 years old, got a divorce. And so I remember at that time, because it was, a, it was uh, for the majority of the 13 years, it was quite a big struggle. We all knew that there was a big struggle that was going on in that. And um, then also my grandparents had gotten a divorce in that. And so it was something that was, that was coming generation after generation after generation. And people were, and uh, I heard a pastor speak about it once. And so when I heard him speak about this, I thought, how in the world can I change this? How can I make my future different than this? I don't want it to, to be said, okay, so their parents and their, their parents, their parents. And you know, I guess I was just so young and that uh, when I read in the word in that, it was just as though, oh, this just makes sense. Mm -hmm. That there's a better way. That I'm not gonna be bitter about this divorce. I'm gonna be 
better, and how do I do that? So as a 13-year-old, I remember again so much that those times at the altar, God would say to me, your life, if you will hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you as a woman, if you will listen to me speak to you throughout your life, that that chain is going to be broken, mm-hmm. that that chain of divorce in our year after year after year. And God has been so faithful with that. God has been, I was telling Ben last night that I remember again the times when God uh, in my home and raising children and the responsibilities of that, I remember God bringing me flat on my face. And I can remember saying, I am not going to get up from this position until I know that God is the one who lifts lifts me from this position. And so he took me to his word, and his word has been so, so instrumental in my life as a woman. Good. You know, when you talk about being a godly woman and just this desire that I'm so thankful that God put that in your heart, um, but... Uh, we would all know that there's this common struggle for men and women, but women, I want you to touch on that a little bit. What kind of things do women struggle with, Mom? You know, young women, older women, uh, what kind of things are, are evident or things that, that, uh, that are common um, that, that women struggle with? Oh, wow. Um, I think at this point I would like to read a definition of a mother's. And I think that in the definition that that will answer quite a few of your your questions. Okay. I'll speak to him in Spanish and then he won't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, but my definition of the task of being a mother is moms teach in the toughest school in the world, the school for making people. There are few schools to train you for your job. There's no general agreement on the curriculum. Mm -hmm. You have to make it up yourself. Your school has no holidays, no vacations. There's no unions for you, no automatic promotions or pay raises. You're on duty, or at least on call, 24 hours a day. 365 days a year for at least 18 years for each child you have. I regard this as the hardest, the most complicated, mom, you're gonna, moms, you're gonna like this, complicated, the most anxiety-ridden, sweat and blood-producing job in the world. (laughs) It requires the ultimate in patience, in common sense, commitment, in humor, tact, love, wisdom, awareness, knowledge, I could go on and on. But at the same time, it holds the possibility for the most rewarding, joyous experience of a lifetime. With no previous training, we try to accomplish an almost impossible task, that of raising children. Sure. And with that, it's this task. It's not easy. And it's daily commitment, isn't it? And a lot of, a lot of work. A lot of responsibility. 
And, uh, you know, I think when we talk about women, and, uh, you know, I know if we go back to the beginning of time, um, uh, you look at Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 5, um, men and women were created equal. Um, there, there was no distinction. Now, there was different roles um, in that, but they were created equal. And, uh, and then, of course, um, you know, we have instruction in Scripture of, of the role of a woman in a family, um, you know, several different places we can look, um, but Ephesians 5 is one of those, and it, it talks about a, a wife being submissive. Um, it says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, Ephesians 5, 21. And then in verse 22, it talks specifically to the wives, wives, submit to your husband. How do you make sense of that? And how does, how does that affect, maybe how did that affect you uh, before you're married, um, uh, when you're considering getting married, and then even now being married? Um, how, does, how does that work? Okay, I think uh, um, I would jump back to being a mom, and I just talked regarding that definition that I just gave, and mothers will understand that, and talk about the work, the work, the work that's involved with it, but how wonderful it is, the rewards that come along with that. I think what I would go to, and I would say, as hard as a woman as a mother works at being a mom about doing the correct things for your children about doing that just as hard the same amount the same effort needs to go into your relationship with your mate mm -hmm. because we talk our days are full of with the children and it still takes the same amount of time of commitment because I can remember it in the one year, um, Ben and Jessica got married in May, and our youngest daughter uh, got married in October. This all happened in one year. Our oldest daughter was already married. And I remember coming home from Jamie and Johnny's wedding, and Dan and I sat across the table, and we had our first meal together at, with the empty nest there. And I can remember we looked at each other and I can remember, again, that song this morning was so powerful in my heart. I can remember saying to him, hi. Mm -hmm. He looked at me like, what in the world is she thinking? Hi, he said back to me. And I said, I am so glad that I know who you are and that we've worked hard at our relationship over the years because this came so quickly that's just the, the two of us now, so quickly. And if we had not have built those steps, if we had not constructed walls, if we are, have not worked at this hard, we would sit here not even knowing who each other are mm -hmm. and where our whole lives were wrapped up in our children. That's not God's plan. There's a plan in, in there, and thank God he involved children. Thank God, because what a joy. And then when the grandchildren come, what a joy to see them. But thank God that as a girl, that I wanted someone where I knew, first of all, loved Jesus so much. Like one of the walls we constructed in our home were a wall, uh, I call it a wall of worship. I wanted the children to know that God was so important to us that they could see that we love to worship God. 
and even looking at a mate before we were ever married, I would look and I would look in the youth group and I would look at these guys, ladies listen to me, and I would look at them. If I would, could see that they loved to worship God, that there was such a freedom just that was coming from their heart that they loved to worship God, I thought, oh, that might be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, see, in, on most of them I would say, oh, they're way too short, so that's definitely not a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> but when I met Dan, ah, before I ever fell in love with him, I fell in love with his heart because I saw his hands praise to God. I saw him crying out to God. And I thought, we can do this. We can do this. We're both Christians, and what an opportunity to get to raise our children mm-hmm. and to bring them up as Christian children. Absolutely, and I appreciate that uh, very much. There are some here, Mom, that, uh, that may have found themselves in a situation where they, they aren't in that uh, situation where um, there's a husband and wife that are both serving the Lord. And when the case where the husband is not a believer, um, God really encourages uh, women to, uh, to have an inner beauty and to win her husband in Scripture. And uh, so even when that's not the case, uh, the challenge is still there to be a woman of God, isn't there? What kind of scriptures, you know, kind of leap out to you when you think about women, about being a home builder? What kind of uh, scriptures um, could you share um, to be an encouragement? I would take you to Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. It's absolutely beautiful. It says, by wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established by knowledge. The rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Mm-hmm. So that takes me back to being a home builder again. There's all sorts of rooms in our house that we have, but the rooms are filled with precious and present riches. And one other one would be Proverbs 14.1. It talks about a wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. Mm-hmm. Let's be wise women. Let's build our house. So you're telling me it's possible to live a life uh, that is victorious in Christ. Is that what you're telling me? I absolutely, 100%. And I had the privilege of growing up in a situation uh, where there was uh, some great boundaries, great parents. I've shared a lot. I talk about you guys a lot uh, in my preaching. Um, I don't know if you guys listen online at all, but uh, you guys never mention if you do. But uh, <laughs> scared. yeah, scared. They're scared too. But uh, but I was blessed uh, to to see that. And um, I'll tell you, more times than not, my mom, uh, when we would be, you know, uh, you know watching TV, just wasting time. She would slip away, open her Bible, and we'd be like, man, where'd mom go? And sure enough, she's upstairs reading her word and, uh, and, and spending time with God, praying for us. I remember my dad uh, just the same. In the mornings, he would, he would do his uh, devotions, and uh, many times he'd leave us little notes and say, hey, I'm praying for you, Benji. <laughs> and, uh, you know, these things. And, and I cannot tell you the benefit um, uh, that I have received because of that. And I want to challenge families that it is possible 
to live and to, to have a godly family. They, when we talk about the family matters, um, it, it matters to God. And it also, we had matters, conflict, uh, struggle, pressure. Um, and, uh, and it was not, I don't want anyone to think that, oh boy, uh, you know, the bays were perfect. Um, and, but but challenge, challenge us, Mom, uh, in this idea that we can build homes. We can, we can do that and that the women, they can rise up and they can uh, change their destiny. Okay, with the passing of each day, we lose 86,400 seconds each day. So I like to break my day down into seconds. <laughs> I know that that's really weird. Most people don't do that. But I do um, break my day down because um, I want my day to count. I want my day to count not only in my children's lives, my grandchildren's lives, but in my own life. Um, and because of that, I think that what we're doing is we're all in a race. And you've probably either watched the Olympics or you've watched, you know, if, if you enjoy watching a race. And every single person who is in that race, they are out there to win the race. Doesn't matter if you're running or a game, whatever, you're out there to win the race. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians. I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. Mm -hmm. Moms, ladies, men, teenagers, give it everything you've got. Mm -hmm. Make the word so, so important in your life. I brought this time, it's been a very different time when we've been visiting this week because I brought some old, um, some of you teenagers won't even know about this, but cassettes. Does anybody remember cassettes? <laughs> I mean, this was way back when. That shows you how old we are. But on these cassettes, um, we have shared with Reagan and Logan and then uh, and the other night. Ben was two and a half, Jamie was one and a half, and Corey was five years old on this. And Dan and I went to bed that night really weeping in tears after we had just played this to the kids and Logan's jumping up and down and that's my daddy, he can hardly even talk. This is so fun. But once again, God brought us back and said, remember what happened at two and a half year old if you could have heard him talking about the love of Jesus if you could have heard him wanting to sing these songs that were all scriptures songs if you could have heard at one and a half Jamie if you could have heard the three of them what can we sing another song lift Jesus higher it was cause it was something that was so deep at such a young age so I would encourage you moms dads whatever part you can have in that get the word of God set such a such a young age in your child and then we laid there in bed the other night and we said and his word has not returned void it is still in our kids hearts and then to sit there and to be able to see the blessings of our grandchildren, 
of running and chasing after Jesus also. It's the word at such a young, young age. You may think that they're too young to put it in them, but oh, just start as young as you can. From the belly, really, when they were inside your womb in that, moms. That's when it all begins for those who aren't moms yet and that you'll have the joy probably someday of being able to, as that child's inside of you, of even speaking the word into them even at that early, early age. Amen. My heart is that there would just be a desire among us here at the Gateway Church and for those that we would reach out to that there would ha we'd have this desire. And uh, this morning I know that there are those that... that uh, that would love to forget about the things behind and reach forward, uh, like Philippians 3.13 says, to, to those things that are ahead. And uh, that God does give second chances, and he helps us, and, and, uh, and it's so important. I want to challenge families this morning uh, that no matter where you are in this journey, that God has got a plan for your lives. Women, God has got a plan for you, and uh, God is not letting go. He will continue to pursue you. He desires uh, a, a godly uh, uh, upbringing for your kids, for your uh, circumstances. And, uh, and I just want to challenge you, uh, young ladies, to, uh, to the eldest here, that, that God, um, has, uh, he can give you that desire, and it is possible to, to walk that out. Uh, and then secondly, I think of you know, the men that are here and uh, some that are single, and those that will be married at some point, or even those that are in a relationship, uh, married or uh, otherwise, that God would give you the desire for a godly woman. That you wouldn't be chasing after just uh, any, any girl that comes along, but that you would be specifically looking for someone with some of these attributes. And I remember uh, many times my parents uh, telling me, boy, we're praying for your future mate. We're praying for your future mate. And at an early age, I started to do the same. And I want to encourage you, uh, uh, guys and girls, that's an important piece for your future. And that God would give you that desire that, you know, I want things to be different. And I want to, to see God uh, rule and reign in my family. And it's powerful. This morning, we want to pray and uh, ask God to help us um, in these matters. And, uh, and I, want, uh, I want first the women to stand across this room. And I'm going to ask my mom to, to pray a prayer of blessing. Uh, Matt, I'm not sure if he, where did he slip to. He just went to get a drink. When he comes back in, if he could slip up, someone help me uh, with that. Um, but mom, I'm going to ask that you would just pray a blessing over the, these women. And uh, in fact, uh, since we got a second here and uh, they're grabbing Matt and, and just, why don't we, uh, women, why don't you come on forward for a second and, uh, and then, then we'll, we'll close and, and we'll allow the Holy Spirit to, to do what he wants. But just, you know, kind of fill, fill in the middle here. And uh, mom, I'm going to ask that you would just pray however the Lord would lead you and uh, a prayer of blessing over these awesome, awesome women and uh, that God would get the glory for their lives, all right? Why don't, you can go ahead and start, and if Matt comes or not. Young women, too, and uh, please, if you're, if you're comfortable, come in. That would be great. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. God, you're so good. Thank you, Jesus. Bless these women. I thank you, first thank of all, you, God, Jesus. that you have thank given you, me Praise your name. the most wonderful job in the world. 
no greater joy than being a wife first God, than of being a mom and a grandmother, dear God, and then bringing us to the point in our life then where we can just spend ministering and helping others. Yes, God. I ask you and I lift these ladies before you this very day. Dear God, help them to be women of God. Mm -hmm. I ask you, dear God, in your name, that they would choose to be wall builders in their home. You would give them knowledge, wisdom, understanding on a daily basis, dear God. I pray that as they build walls of of forgiveness in their home, walls of commitment, walls of time, spending time together, walls, dear God, of building joy and laughter in their homes. Dear God, that you would lift their hands, you would give them strength that Mm -hmm. they need. Jesus, in our homes, I know, dear God, even in my home, dear God, that repairs need to be made. I think of just a regular house and how, how often there's repairs that need to be done. Some of them are huge repairs. Thank you, Lord. And we have to go out and we have to get someone to come in and take care of those repairs for us. Other repairs are just something we ourselves can do. I ask you, dear God, as these women, and even in my own heart, my own home, as we have repairs that need to be done, dear God, that you would walk with us on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. You give us one time around in this life. We look forward to the day when our children will, will encounter God on a personal basis. What a joy, dear God. I remember personally the day that the God of my childhood became the Lord and Savior of my life. Mm -hmm. And I ask you in these homes, dear God, these moms, dear God, you give them strength as they were raising Christian men and Christian women, dear God. You will make them strong, dear God. Help them never to give up as if there's a wayward child, dear God. Keep them on their knees, the mom, for that child, because your word is so true that you will keep who we have committed. Transform our homes into the very dwelling place of Jesus, I pray. Teach us to be wall builders in our home, dear God, to construct, not to destruct. God, we are running a race together as women, dear God, and we're going to win this race yes, by yes, your Lord. grace, by your word. You, we are going to be victorious, you, and we are going to win you, this race. Thank you, God. We can't do it without you, dear God, but I know that you will instill even this day a newness mm-hmm. in our hearts. Hallelujah. Our days are so few that we have here. And I thank you for the joy that you can bring in our homes, dear Lord. I just pray that throughout even this day, that laughter would just reign in these homes, dear God. Mm -hmm. 
just at peace, dear Lord, and as they spend time together with their families and their friends, whatever their day would be, dear God, that they would just know that you have once again touched their hearts and you have inspired them and that you are the one who are going to give them strength for their journey. And we thank you, God, that you are faithful. I'm thankful, dear God, that we can remember. We can remember your goodness to mm -hmm. us. Thank you for this day. Hallelujah. Father, in this moment, I pray for the families that are struggling, that may be at the bottom, feeling lonely, fearful, overwhelmed. And God, in this moment, I pray that they would see a glimmer of hope, a glimmer of your promise in their lives. Lord, that that would override the darkness that they may be experiencing. And God, I pray for young men and young women to desire the sort of relationships that my mom and dad had, that they loved the Lord and they loved each other. And God, I pray for husbands and wives that are here today that we would be challenged, God, to love one another. Lord, I pray that the challenge would, would go before us. And Lord, that it would challenge us to be all that you have us to be, to live victorious, to live transformed by your goodness, God. And Lord, we just thank you and we praise you for your goodness. And God will give you the praise and all the glory. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together and let's sing this together.